welcome to the Kickstart Your Coaching Edge podcast, where it's all about getting real around all things coaching. And what we know for sure is that what got you here won't get you there. You can't see the spinach in your own teeth. And finally, hang on, because this one's really deep. Once you realize that you are the traffic, everything makes complete and unadulterated sense. All right, it's that time yet again, Karen. And what time is that, Jen? What time is it? That's a Morris Day song. But besides that, it is time to talk more about self-actualization. That is our theme for the month. So why don't you uh, remind us all of what that even means? All right, self-actualization. And we're going to talk again regarding emotional intelligence. And the definition is it refers to your ability and tendency to grow and strive, to see your potential, set meaningful goals, and work toward your betterment and fulfillment. I'm going to read that one more time, John. Self-actualization refers to your ability and tendency to grow and strive, to see your potential, set meaningful goals, and work toward your betterment and fulfillment. You know what, Jen, it's interesting. As I was reading that, I never really, I don't want to say I never paid attention to it before, but... um, (laughs) I never really noticed how this puts, I mean, and obviously it's self-actualization, so it's about you, but the definition itself is about your ability and tendency to grow and strive, to see your potential, to set meaningful goals and work toward your betterment. So this is about you, right? So this is your stuff, which again, throws all of the responsibility to you right? Nobody's going to do it for you. So this is where you get to step up to the plate and say, okay, great. Self-actualization, it's your thing. You know, it's so interesting because there are people who definitely um, in the EQI 2.0 assessment that we do with individuals and with teams, we often see that it's really across the board of how people score in this, right? So some people have lower self-actualization. Some people have obviously a mid-range. And then there's where self-actualization is an overdrive, right? So it is up to the individual. And it's for people who really want to grow, find meaning and fulfillment in their life. Now, some people can skew way on overdrive where everything is about goals and everything is about results and everything's about getting to that next level of growth and the next level of growth and the next level of growth. Because sometimes they actually need more uh, space, spaciousness between the goals that they set and their pursuit of um, self-actualization. Because sometimes they can feel like pressure or too much. And then there's other people who really need to find that connection point where they are missing fulfillment and meaning in their life. And if they were to develop this emotional intelligence um, characteristic, they could be able to get it. Because if you think about it, Care, when you think about meaning and fulfillment, what emotions do you attach or feel I guess feels the better word. What emotions do you or other people feel when they have meaning and fulfillment? You know, it's interesting, Jen. That's again, that's going to depend on that, on the person. Because 
you know, if you think about your betterment and fulfillment, fulfillment means a lot to a lot of people. And for other people, it's just like, uh, you know, I'm, it's more important for me to check off boxes. So if you even take a look at this whole self-actualization thing, it really runs the gamut. So you could be that self-actualization is checking off boxes and getting things done and attaining goals for the sake of attaining goals. And then there's the, okay, great. You know, how is my betterment and fulfillment thing really happening here? Like what, how am I becoming better as a person? Well, and so when you think about what emotions go with that, it depends on what your goal is, right? So some people, when they are more connected to meaning and fulfillment, they may feel more love. They might feel more peace. They might feel more accomplishment. They might feel more curiosity. They might feel more contentment, compassion. It's so interesting because you're right. It, it, it does depend on the person, Karen, because the reason we set goals is for the feelings we think the goal will give us versus the actual goal itself. So we could feel anything when we have fulfillment and meaning and purpose, but it's going to depend on what's our strategy to get what it is that we want to feel more of. Right. And that could be anything. And I think what's really, really interesting about this, Jen, too, is that we, the two of us, have such very different approaches to goals, right? And, and you know, I'm not even a fan of the word, but I love getting things done. I love getting better each and every day. I love learning from yesterday and being better tomorrow. And, and it's interesting, like, and I love what you do with your, with your, you know, with different systems that you have in place and different ways that you get so excited. And, and it's interesting because that really, actually, you know what, I'm not going to talk about that. You talk about that for a sec and the systems that you have in place and how you're approaching different things moving forward for you with goals. And then I'll talk a tiny bit about how I'm doing that, because I think it's really important for people to see that there's no one way, there's no right way. And I think we have very different ways of approaching things like this. You know, it's interesting because this ties into something uh, we heard earlier this week. Uh, Don Van Dyke is the one who shared it, but it's really from James Clear. The quote is, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. So I, I love that because, and it resonates with me and I put my systems in place before hearing it. So you're right, Kara, we do our goal setting or the way we approach the things we want to accomplish in life in a very different way. Um, and we find the ones that work for us. So for me, I create a system of not having a goal be uh, something that I'm going to do forever, right? It is going to be something that I'm going to do for a short period of time. So in, in the next podcast episode or two, we're going to talk about being able to create identity-based habits. So I don't want to get ahead of myself and do that right now. But basically, in my head, I have my future self of who that is and what I'm working towards. So that's just that. Now, what I want to talk about today is what are the systems to help me get there? So I have a system where I have what, Karen? A manifestation journal. 
which is a whole nother episode. But I have a great, it's funny because I'm showing Karen the book, like she hasn't seen it a thousand times. But what I do in it is I set goals for seven day periods. Over the next seven days, thinking about my future self and who I want to become, what, what am I going to work on Sunday through Saturday? So it's not forever, but what have I decided to commit to 100%? So for example, a few things on my uh, list of this particular week is uh, we have this thing, it's super fun, it's called an ab dolly. And if you're an Orange Theory fan, you'll know what it is, but it's sort of, you Google it, you can find it. But it's like you roll with it and it helps to build your core muscles, right? So I got one for Christmas. And um, so as- I think it's important, Jen, to throw in there that people call it the devil's skateboard. (laughs) (laughs) So true. And so with, you know, my my seven-day goal on it is to do 100 ab dollies a day. That's it. The beautiful thing was the first day I did my hundred ab dollies a day, I'm like, this is hard. I should have picked something else. It would have been super easy for me to actually change my hundred ab dollies to just a hundred sit-ups because that would be easier. But I didn't because I'm only committed to it for seven days. So for seven days, I can gut it out. I can change it next Saturday for Sunday application and it'll be fine. Another goal I have is to meditate five minutes a day. That's it, five minutes. Next week, I could change it to two. I could change it to 10. But one of the things I like about goal setting is what are the behaviors that get me into my the person I am becoming? What are those behaviors? What are those habits? How do they show up? And I need to be able to pare it down to be able to change my mind not quit in the middle when it gets hard, not to say I'm no longer going to do this, but to say for seven days, I'm doing exactly what I said. And then I get to change it. So those are some ways that I uh, achieve goal setting is I say, who is the person, the future self? I know Karen kind of isn't such a fan of that word, but I am. So if I look at myself a year from now, who do I want to be? What are the behaviors that I need to be able to get there? And how do I start to live those behaviors now? I love that, Jen. And the thing that's really great for you is that that works. And and that's what I mean. And that's why we wanted to talk a little bit about how we both approach things. Because that system that Jen has would not work for me. Right? I, I, I would not get a book. Right? I would not get you know i mean and i i would i'm not that creative where jen's book is amazing right there's colors there's there's all these things that fire her up that's not the way that that works for me like i in my head it's just like okay what did i do yesterday and how do i be better or do better or do more or sometimes do less today and for me because so, so two things, and Jen, this is going to tie in a little bit to emotional intelligence too, is because flexibility is insanely important to me. I think that it's like my highest or one of my highest scores on, um, on the emotional intelligence assessment. And I need that flexibility. I need to be able to ebb and I need to be able to flow. And I need to be able to change and go 
and still know that whatever my goal is, is it's to be better or do more or do less tomorrow. So if I did X, Y, and Z at the gym today, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and then perhaps ABC tomorrow or to tweak things as I go, because those goals for me, like that's the way I get things done. And, and for me, it's like, this is, I'm going to get these things done and be the person that I want to be as I'm getting those things done. I love that. And so it is about being individual, right? So when you think about the ways that you are pursuing uh, meaning and fulfillment, what works best for you? How do you, how often do you change? How do you set that? How are you growing and striving in your own life? Do you use a sense of a future self to be able to pull you forward? Or do you say, okay, who was I today and who do I want to be tomorrow? Who was I yesterday? There's no right or wrong with it. But the interesting thing is the more that we can say what's important to me, not my mom, not society, not the neighborhood, not the coaching community, you know, it's what's important to me and how do I feel that I personally am stretching and growing that keeps me engaged, interested and curious about life. That's it, Jen. And that's the key, right? Because remember what we talked about in the beginning, the definition of self-actualization, right? It's your ability and tendency to grow and strive. So you need to figure out what makes you grow and you need to figure out what makes you strive, not somebody else. I love it. And on that note, we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Kickstart Your Coaching Edge podcast. Craving more in-depth discussions? Check out the Get Real Inner Circle with our no BS in-crowd of coaches. Join live coaching discussions, breakdowns of coaching calls, and have some fun while you're at it. You're going to want to go to kickstartyouredge.com backslash inner circle. It's time to get real. Get real.